Let's get to the points as brought to you by Seats.Arrow. Coming up on Let's Get to the Points. We're going to start tonight with our Kate Haolani. It looks like you're on another vacation. Yes, we did. And we're staying at the Holiday Inn Resort, Condoma, Maldives. It is very beautiful here. The weather's been great. Everything has just been wonderful. And breakfast is included with the stay for everyone here. The breakfast is a buffet style. And as you can see, there are a lot of choices. You've been to the Maldives several times. Can you compare this Holiday Inn to the other resorts that you've been to? When we first arrived to our room it felt like we were at a camp <laughs> that was the feeling we got okay, when done. we arrived yeah, i'm not that's going Marina, it's not for Touch you a segment here we're good one of the first things vic said when we got in here was this is not for serena now let's get to the points from passion for points it's serena from points to travel expert it's keholani from travel sergeant it's miguel from Nicole's travel tips, it's Nicole. And from seat to a suite, it's Mitch Shannon. Welcome and thanks for joining us on Let's Get to the Points audio and video podcast, where we bring you the very best in tips and tricks in the world of miles, points, and travel. I'm Mitch Shannon with the best Instagram and social media content creators in everything points, miles, and travel. First up from Passion for Points, it's Serena. Hi. From Points to Travel Expert, it's Kay Halani. Aloha. From the Travel Sergeant, it's Miguel. Yeah, what's up? And from Nicole's Travel Tips, it's Nicole. Hi, everyone. Please make sure you subscribe now to our YouTube channel and we're Wherever you watch or listen, go ahead, hit the like button and subscribe now. The video and audio versions are also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Let's Get to the Points. Also, we love connecting and chatting with you, so feel free to drop us a DM on any one of our social media channels. We're going to do it. Let's get to the points. All right, first tonight, we just want to thank everyone for all their posts, comments, and likes. And we love seeing how much you are enjoying our podcast. It means the world to us when you comment. So please go comment away, right, Serena? Right. So for those of you who are listening to us in podcast format, we appreciate you. And we also want you to know we are best viewed on YouTube. We put together extra footage for our YouTube show that you can see. And if you're not watching us on YouTube, you are missing out on some fun moments like Keholani serving dessert to Vic while he's in a bubble bath at Secrets Impression Moshe. Or Nicole feeling like a movie star sitting in the back of a Venetian water taxi. Or Mitch sitting in front of Nick Jonas in business class on a plane. And also Miguel throwing out hearts every once in a while, and then his head in hand moments of frustration when he realizes that he is losing a Marriott versus Hyatt battle. <laughs> so catch us on YouTube because we're best watched on YouTube. That's right, Serena. And we've also got let's get to the points.com. It's coming very soon. We're going to have more on that next week. But right now, we want to thank the sponsor of our show, Seats.Arrow. All of us have been using it and we keep texting each other with all this award space that we're finding. And Kehalani, I think. I think this is one of your new favorite tools right now, right? It sure is. It's my favorite search engine. We've just used it recently. We did non-revving flights all the way from Maui to the Maldives. So that is quite a journey of hours and hours of flights. And the way that we use Seats.Arrow is, first of all, we 
try to non-rev our flights, which means our flights are free to almost free or maybe just a couple hundred dollars and we're flying on standby. For those of you that don't know what non-revving is, it is using an employee airline benefit to travel free or at a discounted rate. So using seats.aero really helps us to determine whether we want to fly free and use that airline employee benefit or to purchase a flight on points. So when we fly on standby, sometimes our flights are full and we can't get on. So we are at the airport scrambling to look for another flight to non-rev on or purchase a flight with points. And so what we do is we go on seats.aero and boom, lightning fast. I can pull it up exactly the flight that we want to look for and search for the exact route we want specifically by the airport. So right after logging into seats.aero, I go up to the explore tab and I choose the type of airlines that I want to purchase the flight at. So for example, I will choose Avianca. Then I'll scroll down to the bottom of the search field and type in the arrives area, the exact airport that I'm going to go to or that we're departing from. And then within a few seconds, I will see the available flights on that particular day. And then we know whether we want to purchase a flight or if we want to continue searching for our non-rev flights. Seats.aero frequently updates their site with new features. A new feature that just came out is the Air France KLM Flying Blue Search. That's why I like Seats.aero because they're constantly updating their program and staying ahead of the curve. Yeah, we all love Seats.aero, okay, Halani. Now, our special offer with Seats.aero, it's almost over. So you need to do this soon. And when I say soon, I'm like real soon. If you want to go sign up, you've got two options with our code LGTTP. Think of it, let's get to the points, L-G-T-T-P. You'll get 20% off your first month only, but the better deal that we think is signing up for a year, you're going to save $20. It drops it to $79.99. Head on over to seats.aero, give it a try, and if you like it, sign up with our code L-G-T-T-P. Don't wait, do it now, because the deal is almost over, and you want to do it quickly. So we want to thank seats.aero once again. We're going to start tonight with our K Halani, who I'm looking here it looks like you're on another vacation, right? Weren't you just in Las Vegas last time that we talked to you? Yes, we did. And we're staying at the Holiday Inn Resort Condoma Maldives. So how's it going? I'm seeing some stuff on Instagram and it looks like you're having a good time. We are. It is very beautiful here. The weather's been great. Even though we're here during the monsoon season, everything has just been wonderful. It rained last night, but the sun came out in the morning. So out of all the properties in the Maldives, you choose the Holiday Inn. In. We're interested to know why you have chosen the Holiday Inn, Kehala. Ah, oh, that's a good question. So we originally had the St. Regis Maldives book. That's a Marriott property. So we had that book for 88,000 points a night. We did a five-night stay. And so... The new property in Africa with Marriott came around and we decided that we wanted to go there to utilize our points and spread them out. We decided to buy points with IHG and we decided to forfeit those points and book the JW Masai Mara. So we purchased 217,000 points and we paid a total of $1,131.15. And when we purchased these points, the majority of them were purchased using a 100% bonus, which means that 
that we purchased 89,000 points and we received 89,000 points free. That gave us a total of 178,000 points and that cost us $890. As we got closer to our hotel stay, we noticed that we wanted to stay one more night because the flights were getting full to non-rev there. So we went ahead and purchased one more night and the 100% bonus wasn't there anymore, but we were able to purchase 21,000 points and receive 18,900 points free on top of that with another promotion. That cost us $241.50. How did you get to the resort? Did you get there in a yacht? <laughs> no, only Serena and Mitch do that. Right, right. <laughs> we'll do that next year when we stay at the Waldorf Maldives. But to get to this resort, we rode in a boat and it was only $130 per person round trip. That is one of the reasons why we also chose to change resorts because the St. Regis Maldives charges $808 per person for a transfer from Male to their resort. That's a deal because I paid $1,000 per person on our yacht transfer to and from the Waldorf. I, say that, say that, re repeat that one more time. Oh, no, I think the audio is working very clear. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand, F ton amount An of money. F ton, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many spirit flights that is? <laughs> Another F ton. Another F ton. <laughs> but worth it. So, Kehalani, you've been to the Maldives several times. Can you compare this Holiday Inn to the other resorts that you've been to? Okay, sure. When we first arrived to our room, it felt like we were at a camp. <laughs> that was the feeling we got okay, I'm when done. we arrived. Yeah. I'm not That's going. Good. It's not for Hot you. Hot segment here. We're good. One of the first things Vic said when we got in here was, this is not for Serena. <laughs> oh, come on, Kehelani. It can't be like that, can it? I don't think even Serena's kids would stay there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe you should have booked it with Rocket Miles. At least that way you would have gotten some AA points. <laughs> okay, so Keholani, tell us about the room. So is it camp-like or is it less camp-like? Are you guys in bunk beds? We're not in bunk beds. We have a nice big king bed. What we booked is a garden villa and we were upgraded two levels. So the net category after a garden villa is a beach villa. After that is the one-bedroom beach house garden view. And we received the one-bedroom beach house sea view. And we received this upgrade because of Vic's diamond status with IHG. The next category above that is the overwater villa island view. We were told at check-in that the room that we received is the highest category room that a diamond will be upgraded to. And in order to get a overwater villa, it would be about a $200 charge. She also said she would get back to us when we got her with a better discount, but we haven't heard back from her. But we kind of don't mind that because we love our room. I'm going to show you the view. The view is absolutely beautiful. I think we have the best beach house on the property and I'll show you some videos around the property as well. When we walk down the stairs, we walk straight out to the beach and we have a little swimming area here. We are usually the only ones every day in this area and we are wondering why did anybody come here because nobody's swimming in the beautiful water. When we look over at the people in the ocean villas and I'll show it to you here as well, we notice that the water is waist deep to chest deep. So they're coming out of their ocean villas down their ladder. It's usually a low tide. So you've got a little bit of space between the ladder where it doesn't touch the water and they have to kind of hop in the water and there's rocks all in that area. So we're really happy with the room that we got and we don't want to upgrade anymore. How is breakfast? Is it included? And how are the pineapples? 
Oh, wow. Okay. The pineapples are delicious. I'll show you them here. They're cut in this cute little shape with the cores on it. The taste is really good. So it's got a little bit of a tart taste, but the most important thing is that it's ripe. And breakfast is included with a stay for everyone here. The breakfast is a buffet style. And as you can see, there are a lot of choices. There's a lot of Maldivian dishes and also fresh juices, lots of yogurt and toppings as well. So that's nice how breakfast is included for everyone. So have you eaten dinners and lunches there? And what's the cost like? Okay, so when we arrived here, their main restaurant was closed. The name of that restaurant is called The Kitchen. The other two restaurants that they have here is called the Bukora Coffee Club and the Kandoma Cafe. So in the Bukora Coffee Club, there is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And the prices over there, for example, a hamburger is $30 or salads run about $20. The prices are really high and the quality of the food is average, I would say. These are the same prices that you'll find at other resorts in the Maldives. So that's what we're comparing the quality of the food. Now at the other restaurant called the Kandoma Cafe, there's the option to purchase the buffet in the evenings. Now that buffet is $69 per person, but we found out that by purchasing a half board, which is actually a breakfast and a dinner, it will cost $60 for both of those things. Wait, so you said there's a half board option, but you also said that breakfast is included for everybody. So how does that work? Right. I really don't know. It's kind of odd. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's offered like that. Are there any included activities at this property? Yeah. So one of the great things is that we are going to go on a snorkel tour. So we're going to take that on Tuesday, but we're going to go on a snorkeling tour and be back at 930. And that's included. That's included. It's free. Okay. Can we go back to the camp features of this property? Because we, we, we didn't address that. Sure, sure. So what made you feel like it was a camp? When we rode the buggy to the room, there's a lot of trees around here, but it's not kept up like in other Maldives properties. So first of all, there's that camping feel there. When we walked up the stairs into our beach house, it just kind of smelled like camping. And I'm going to show you in the video here what the room looks like. <laughs> right. It just, the room had that smell. And then we went into this door over here in the bathroom. And so the air conditioner does not reach in the bathroom. The air conditioner is only in the bedroom. There isn't any air conditioning behind the bedroom door that goes into the bathroom. And that bathroom had an outdoor feel, an outdoor smell, just like when we were young going camping. It's very clean though, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's very clean and sanitary. And then there's a little outdoor shower right here where we can look up into the stars or see the coconut trees while we're bathing. So are we wearing slippers in this indoor outdoor bathroom? Yes. Let me show you. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Wow. There you go. Don't even need a picture. You got it right there. Right. It's the mosquitoes now. Okay. See, this is what you need to watch on YouTube. Yeah. That's yeah exactly. Doing it again. Would you stay at this resort? Part A of the question. Part B, compared to the place you stayed at in Spain, which one's worse? Oh, we love it here a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and the workers are really nice. The service here is wonderful. The workers are so 
helpful and happy. There is a bit of a lack of communication, though. That is the only thing that concerns us. So if the restaurant was open, if you're not celebrating an anniversary or a special occasion and you don't expect a little bit of a treatment, then this is the place to be because you're taken care of with the buffet. The housekeeping service is actually excellent. The best housekeeping service we've noticed is at the Fairmont Hotels. Whenever we order something, no matter what number it is or what it is, it comes to the room right away. And it's not, nothing is forgotten. That's how it's been over here. So there are ups and downs and pros and cons, but overall, I think we would be back. Seems like a great budget option for those who think that the Maldives is expensive and the food is expensive. I mean, based on the food prices that you're giving us and the transfer fees for the boat, I think that's those are pretty reasonable. I wouldn't recommend coming to this property without status. The property is about 30 to 40% at capacity. And we noticed that there are a lot of people staying in the garden villa. That's the room that we booked remember, but we were upgraded to the room that we're in now. So Kehalani, is this resort good for families? Yes, it is perfect for families. There are a lot of families here. It is like a surf resort. Um, there's good surfing on the back. There's kids surfing lessons. The boat goes out in the morning to take surfers out to the breaks over here. And we see a lot of families and kids are happy. Overall, we're having a wonderful time here. We're having a lot of fun swimming in the waters together with no one else around. Nicole, tell us about what you booked. All right. Thanks to Miguel, who is out there on a daily changing lives. He posted a story talking about booking flights to Peru using British Airways Avios. At the time, Amex had a 30% transfer bonus to British Airways. Miguel showed us how we could use 10,000 Amex points to purchase tickets in coach from Miami to Peru nonstop. Now, I've always wanted to go to Peru and see Machu Picchu, and this was perfect timing because we could book tickets for the summer when school is out. So I purchased four round-trip tickets from Miami to Lima, Peru, for 80,000 and without the bonus it would have been a 104,000 points which I think is still a good deal but to be able to get the icing on the top and save those extra miles for another trip was perfect so I would say definitely follow the travel sergeant he's always posting good deals that he finds out there and if you snooze you're gonna lose chase the deal chase the deal and this was perfect in chasing the deal and the destination so sometimes the stars align and you get Two for the price of one. Miguel, thank you for always finding these incredible deals. But I think you have another exclusive coming up, right? Something about Hyatt? Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Hyatt bonus journeys. So Hyatt bonus journeys, it comes around like once or twice a year. And it's when Hyatt has a promotion where they give you additional points for stays. So word on the street is this is the promotion that's coming up next week. So earlier this year, there was a promotion where you got 3,000 points for every two nights, which started after your second stay. Now, the promotion that's starting next week is supposed to be 3,000 bonus points for every three qualifying nights up to 21 nights. And this is at all hotels. For World of Hyatt card members, you're going to earn an additional 1,000 points for every three nights. So that's for every three nights, a total of 4,000 points if you have a Hyatt card. Registration for this promotion starts next week on September 12th running through November 10th. And the stay dates that are eligible for this promotion is from October 1st through November 30th. So if you were able to maximize this promotion without a Hyatt card, you're going to earn 21,000 points. So it's pretty much 1,000 points per night, except that it only works for every three nights. Or you can max it out at 28,000 points if you have a World of Hyatt account. Now, I don't think it's a great deal. It's a little underwhelming, 
but it's better than nothing. So I always register for these promotions, whether or not I'm planning on staying, because you never know if you're going to end up staying or not. So it's not a lot of points, but I think it's still pretty good to register. Yeah, I think that's the best advice, Miguel, for any of these hotel programs. You know, when these promotions come out, it's a simple, easy go through and click because you never know what you're going to stay or what you're going to book, maybe because, you know, your plans always change. So, yeah, love that. That's a good tip on that promotion, too, for Hyatt as well. All right. Thanks, everyone. It's time to move on now to our weekly recap. It's now time for our weekly recap. We share our tips and insider lessons with you from stuff that we've recently booked. We're going to start with Nicole and what's going on with Cuba? You had a trip going, but now you don't. Tell us about it. So I was pretending to be Miguel one day and <laughs> I have Southwest Companion Pass and from Miami and Fort Lauderdale, Southwest flies nonstop to Havana, Cuba. We have lots of points with Southwest, so I was looking to find uh, some place to use them. So I found, I think it was just 5,000 points each way. So I booked the ticket and I remembered that Chu had gone to Cuba. So I booked first, then asked the questions later. So I asked her about his adventure and he says, going to Cuba is a little bit rough and if you take your kids, you think they hated you for El Salvador, <laughs> they will hate you forever. So I immediately canceled and Southwest was able to refund the points and refund the taxes that I paid on a credit card. So I don't know, maybe we'd go again with some friends, but I don't know. Chu has me wondering if, if we should ever go. How about you, Serena? What did you book this week? So I'm going to start talking about our French Polynesia bookings because that trip is coming up pretty soon. So we are going to Bora Bora. I'm going with my husband and my two kids. And in order to get to Bora Bora, you first have to fly from the U.S. to Tahiti, and then you take a flight from Tahiti to Bora Bora. Typically, when you fly from the U.S. to Tahiti, you land later in the day after all the inter-island flights have completed. So arriving from the U.S. usually requires an overnight in Tahiti. And there are two points properties that you can stay at. There's the Hilton Tahiti, which Kehalani has been to. There's the Intercontinental, which you could use ISG points for. So the Hilton Tahiti requires 80,000 Hilton points for a standard room. And then the Intercontinental requires 83,000 points for my particular dates. The problem for families is these rooms will not allow four people in a room. So I had to look at some alternatives. I could pay $600 for a room that fits four at the Intercon, or I could pay $1,500 for a two-bedroom suite that Hilton Tahiti wants me to stay in. I could also pay for the Intercon with 83,000 points and pay $140 to upgrade to the room that fits for, and that's not a bad deal. But we're only going to need this room for 12 hours. So instead, I decided to go the cheap Airbnb route. So I booked a house near the airport. It was only $175. It's no frills. Very simple. I'm just praying that there's not going to be any bugs in it. So stay tuned. So I paid with my MasterCard gift card that I bought from Staples with the Chase Inc. cash card. So I essentially got 5x on the purchase. And then I'm also going to get three British Airways Avios for every dollar I spend at Airbnb by clicking through their partnership link. With vacation homes like this, you can also choose to earn Delta miles. You get one Delta mile for every dollar you spend at Airbnb. And there's also an option to earn three United miles for every dollar you spend if you go with Verbo. So stay tuned. This is my first ever Airbnb booking. I'm usually a hotel person. So we're going to see how this one goes. Be interesting. And that's a good deal that you did too, Serena. You know, you should be proud 
proud of that. That's really yeah, good. it's pretty cheap. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks everyone. We get the best feedback on this segment, as everyone loves to hear what tips that we share. B fan two eight one six recently commented, "Wow, taking notes. <laughs> Take all the notes that you want, B fan. Please do." All right, that's it. We're now going to move on to ask us. Let's get to the points team. This is Kevin from Pleasanton, California. And I have a question whether it's really worth paying for the annual credit card fees, especially after you've gotten the bonus points already. Does it make sense to keep these cards or should I cancel them and move on to something else? Thanks. Okay, thanks, Kevin, for coming on our show. Okay, team, Kevin is asking us a question that, you know, I feel like I get asked this all the time. And, you know, I actually struggle with this myself. Do we or should we pay the annual fees and keep the cards? Great question. Kay Helani, what are you going to tell Kevin? Kevin, I think it's important that if you are just starting out to think about keeping your cards for at least two to three or four years. Four is like a long time. I'm thinking about Amex cards for that one. If you wanted to stay in this travel hacking game for a long time, and if you cancel your card too quickly with certain banks like City or Capital One, it could count against you if you wanted to stay in this travel hacking game longer. Miguel, what advice do you have for Kevin? Hi, Kevin. So I actually have a four-step process that I follow on evaluating whether, whether or not I keep my cards. So first of all, most of the cards are worth it to me if there's a welcome bonus. But after the year, I evaluate whether or not I want to keep them. So the first step is asking for a retention offer. So you call your bank and you tell them you're considering closing the card. And if they offer you a retention offer, you know, that's another way to offset the adding fee. If there is no retention offer, then you see whether the card has a valuable benefit to you. So for example, there's some cards that will give you a free night certificate annually that can offset your annual fee for those cards. And those are keeper cards. Even if there's no retention offer, I would probably keep those cards. If the card doesn't provide value that offsets the annual fee, then I go to see if there's a downgrade path. Some of these cards you can downgrade to a no annual fee card. And this would help with your credit, keeping that credit line open and maybe possibly upgrading it again if you want to in the future without having to apply for it again. And then the fourth step, if none of those work, then that's when I would cancel the card. What do you think, Mitch? Yeah, I agree with you, Miguel. I love your four-step process. I kind of use the same thing myself when I go through this as well. Kevin, for me, there are far and few times that I will actually keep a credit card open after a full year. A few I will keep if they actually provide me something worth value. Between both of us, we both keep a few hotel credit cards simply for status, the hotel free night certificates, or whatever the other benefits that they have. One of my favorite ones that we keep open is the Ritz-Carlton Chase card. Now, this card isn't available any longer. However, and that's a big however, you can product change into this card if you have certain Chase Marriott cards open for more than a year. So this isn't something that everyone's going to be able to do, but it's still something you might want to keep on your radar. The reason that we pay the annual fee of $450 and keep the card open is for a couple of reasons. First, it now comes with an 85,000 point night certificate certificate every year that you hold the card, which right there, you know, you know, I'm not a fan of Marriott Bonvoy, but it's still some value for us. So if we're looking at a Marriott property in the 100,000 point range, it becomes very valuable because we can add 15,000 Marriott points to it. The second reason is it comes with a $300 annual travel credit, which right there, 
it drops the fee for us to about $150. So between the credit and the certificate and those other benefits, you know, that's probably the main reason why we've kept it for so long. But the third reason that's most important to us, we've added some friends and family as authorized users to the card. And the reason why we do this is because they receive a Chase Priority Pass, which if you follow the Priority Pass and credit card benefits, you know that Chase is pretty much the only one left that really allows you the benefit for the special restaurants that you can dine with. So for example, we recently used it in the Italian restaurant in the Melbourne airport terminal. They didn't have any lounges and that saved us some money as well. So for us, there are some cards that hold value to keep open after the first year, but for most, especially if they're airline branded credit cards, we usually dump them. Not worth it to keep in our opinion. Nicole, what are you going to tell Kevin? Right. So for the most part, I think mathematically speaking, you want to figure out which one's going to give you more benefit than you're paying for. But strategically, this might be hard to calculate. So for example, the Capital One Venture X card has a $300 hotel credit, even though the annual fee is $395. They give you an anniversary gift of 10,000 points each year. So it basically offsets the annual fee. But I had to think about this here, especially using Hyatt so often and using the status at Hyatt. I felt like I was prepaying for a hotel that I had to figure out how to use this $300 credit. So you have to decide what's most important for you. And also at the end of the game, let's see past this credit card game. Let's say, God forbid it goes away. You also have to think about the impact on your credit because that is long lasting. Evaluate whether it is worth to keep the card open. Like, are you getting an extra benefit from it? And definitely follow Miguel's four-step plan. That I think should be on an infographic somewhere, Miguel, because I think that takes away a lot of the question, makes it very much more objective than subjective. So Kevin, I hope these things help. Uh, what do you think, Serena? I know you have some great ideas for this. Hi, Kevin. So it's always great to evaluate the cards that you have after an annual fee post. And I'm going to give two examples of credit cards that I have with very high annual fees, but for me, I think they're worth keeping year after year. So the Hilton Aspire card has a $450 annual fee, but it also comes with a $250 resort credit, a $250 airline credit, a free night certificate upon approval. And then every year thereafter, you're also getting a free night certificate. And then the best part is you're getting instant diamond status too. So with Hilton diamond status, it's what I want to have whenever I'm staying at an international luxury Hilton property for the upgrades, and then the free breakfast. And then with diamond status, you'll also get access to the executive lounges. So for example, when we were at the Conrad Osaka, they had a really nice executive lounge that was enough for dinner for us when we were too lazy to leave the hotel. Conrad Tokyo also has an executive lounge, but I like the one in Osaka better. Gold status will not get you into these lounges, which is why I value diamond status more. Another high annual fee card I keep year after year is the Amex Business Platinum. Card. Now, this one has a very high annual fee. It's a $695 annual fee, and it sounds like a lot, but it comes with a $200 Dell credit every six months, which is not just for computers. They sell other stuff too. A $10 per month wireless credit, $189 clear credit, a $200 airline credit, and also cell phone protection with a $50 deductible and includes cracked screens. So I have filed a claim with them 
in the past because I pay my monthly cell phone bill with my Amex Business Platinum card. And it was a very easy and seamless experience getting my money back from that claim. So I will always put my monthly cell phone payments on that card. And it also comes with Centurion Lounge Access, which I actually don't use very much. So I'm only stating the perks that I use. Cards that I don't keep around are airline cards. I open these just for the bonuses. And that includes like Alaska, Southwest, American Airlines. Those cards I just keep for the bonus and then close it after a year. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that, Serena. I do the same thing as well. All right, thanks everyone. And thank you, Kevin, for sending us your video question. It's so easy for you to be on our show. Simply drop us a line on any one of our social media channels, or you can email us at letsgettothepoints at gmail.com, and we'll answer your question right here. All right, we're almost done with the show, but before we go, we've got more questions from you on our Instagram channel. So if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, look for the questions on the screen. Here we go with our best short, quick responses. Abbott8 asks, chase the deal or the destination? Miguel. Deal most of the time. There's a few uh, trips that I have to take, like my wife wants to take. So those are chase the destination. But for the most part, all of them are the deal. Nicole, what about you? So I agree with Miguel. In the beginning, I chased the destination. We wanted to go to Colombia so bad that I ended up paying $700 for each one of us to go. So $2,800 to go to Colombia. And from Miami, it's usually about two to $300. So after that valuable lesson, I learned to chase the deal and not the destination. That's how Serena ended up getting us to go to Abu Dhabi. Never would that have been on my list, but we're heading there. So how about you, Keholani? I'm the same as both of you. I think it is chase the destination or chase the deal. If there is a good deal that pops up, we will just take it. How about you, Serena? So I've learned over the years that chasing the deal is more fruitful because what can end up happening is your dream destination could end up being a deal one day. So did I think that I was going to take my family to Bora Bora this year? No, I didn't know until May when Miguel posted about the United Awards sale. So I'm all about chasing the deal. How about you, Mitch? Uh, yeah, I'm middle of the road on this one. The more places I've traveled and the more places I've been, it seems, you know, sometimes I'm happy just to let a deal go. For example, there was that recent business class fare from the States to London on United. It was like $900 round trip over Christmas and next year as well. But we've been to London so many times and going when it's cold, that just did not appeal to me. So, you know, middle of the road, deal, destination. I don't know. I, ha I think it's middle of the road for me. All right. Next question comes from Jen Bazelli. How many countries have you all been to? Miguel. 40. So I do keep track. I know some people don't. I, I keep track just because it's fun for me. I have an app called uh, Bin. And it's just pretty simple, but it just kind of like keeps track of it. So that's that's what I do. What about you, Nicole? Oh, I'm going to go with 20 is a safe number. I have been keeping track, but just in a list, I don't have a number. I'm going to go with 20 is the winning number. How about you, Keholani? We don't keep track. <laughs> no idea. It's a whole bunch. <laughs> How about you, Serena? Yeah, I don't I don't count countries either, but maybe I should start doing that because I think it'd be really fun for my kids. So if I were to guess, I'm guessing 22. How about you, Mitch? I'm going to be honest with you, Jen. You know, I'm not sure. I haven't really been keeping track of this stuff. Polrit, he's a lot better at this stuff than I am. So I'd say 
ask him. He's good at geography. He's good at history. So maybe just send him a DM and ask him. However, on the other hand, Jen, if you need someone to help you with your Ikea furniture, I am your guy. Because, <laughs> oh, right. yeah, pour it. He may know how many countries are in Africa. He may know all the capitals, but I'm pretty confident he doesn't know the difference between a vice grip and a monkey wrench. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So you're the one putting together all the furniture. Absolutely. You know, he can tell you everything you want to know about the stands. Pakistan, Kazakhstan, but you ask him for a Phillips head screwdriver, you're maybe getting a butter knife. Maybe you're getting that. So he knows Kazakhstan, but not coffee stand. <laughs> exactly. Right. See, that's that's a good marriage. Yeah. yeah when you compliment absolutely. each other yes. like that. All right. Final question comes from Leah over email, and she wants to know between airline and hotel points programs, if you could only have one points account, which would it be and why? Miguel. I would do Chase because you have Hyatt for the hotels, which usually are a pretty good deal. And you still have enough airline partners to make it work. Amex, I think, is better overall for airlines. But if you could only have one, I would go with Chase. What about Nicole? I don't think that's a, that's a question. That's not the question. Yeah, that doesn't count. It has to be a air hotel. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, oh I know. you guys are good. The teacher. <laughs> Let's back this up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick Marion. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do I have Wait. an? If I have unlimited, yeah. <laughs> you can choose a specific hotel program if you want to. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm going to try to make it short. I would go with Air Canada's Aeroplan program because of all the partnerships that they have and the distance-based award chart, which, you know, you can really leverage to your benefit. What about you, Nicole? I would definitely choose Hyatt. I have no problem jumping on a spirit flight. I fly north for nine hours with no food, no entertainment, but you have to stay somewhere. And the points ratio for Hyatt, my mom would say you can't beat that with a stick. So I am choosing Hyatt and I will fly budget airlines. How about you, Keholani? I'm going to go with you, Nicole. It's Hyatt all the way. <laughs> How about you, Zarina? So I'm not loyal to airlines. So for me, it's definitely a hotel program. I am big fans of Hyatt and Hilton. Like if you count the number of hours that you spend on vacation, it's way more in a hotel than it is in the air on an airplane. So which is why I prefer hotel loyalty. If I had to pick between Hilton or Hyatt, I think that's hard for me because I think Hyatt's great for like the everyday family getaways, but Hilton is great for the dream aspirational destinations. How about you, Mitch? Yeah, like the rest of you, this one's a very difficult one for me because I love them all so much. But if I had to pick just one, I'd probably say Singapore Airlines Chris Flyer. You know, I know the redemption rates are not that good and the value is not the best, but you know, the convenience of being able to transfer them from all the major banks and you get that access to the more award seats availability with Chris Flyer. It's just something that, you know, would be really difficult for me not to be able to have. So there you go. Keep the questions coming. We love them and we love answering them here on our show. It's a lot of fun. So please follow us on Instagram and jump in on the next question poll that we have. That's it for now. I want to thank all of our hosts, Serena from Passion for Points. Bye everyone. Hey, Halani from Points to Travel Expert. Uh -huh. Miguel from Travel Sergeant. Later. Nicole from Nicole's Travel Tips. Bye, guys. See you next week. <laughs> and I'm Mitch Shannon from Seat to a Suite. Remember to like and subscribe to this audio and video podcast wherever you find us on social media. Thanks for watching and listening. Watch for our next episode soon.